the world as we know it, and he feels fine. He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchero. Up two degrees, huh? Yeah, we went up. It's funny how well, difference 10 degrees makes, huh? I was reading today about we're already uh, closing streets for the Super Bowl. The headline in the Tribune is Minneapolis bracing for Super Bowl disruptions. Insurance companies, banks, hospitals, law firms, and other businesses are warning their employees to expect gridlock on the roads and mass transit delays. Uh, I'm struggling to believe that the Super Bowl will bring a million people to town. I really, I dispute that. Uh, It's plausible. There are a million people in this country with the money and time to be where the action is. Right. Do you really think a million people would come here, uh, especially if the weather doesn't warm up? No, and are are they going to try to claim uh, Minnesotans that just come to the metro area as uh, a guest? If if, if I live in uh, Minneapolis and I walk by the stadium, am I counted in the million? I don't know. More than a million visitors are expected to cram area hotels and restaurants during the lead-up to the Feb 4 game, with tens of thousands of additional riders on public transportation heading to events like the NFL's Interactive Super Bowl Experience and Super Bowl Live, a host committee-sponsored entertainment extravaganza featuring free concerts, food trucks, and other activities. Okay. Uh, Reavers. I think he's recording right now. Rich Gannon. Where was the Super Bowl last year? He went. Houston. Houston. I was going to ask him. Right on. He had a a view of the, the ocean from where his place was. The streets immediately surrounding U.S. Bank Stadium close today. Today. That's more than a month ahead of time. I I, I don't understand this. Uh, Including parts of Chicago and 11th Avenues, 4th and 6th Streets, as well as 5th Street east of the stadium. The roads will remain closed through Feb 11, a week after the Super Bowl. Most closures will follow in two weeks when the Nicollet Mall closes for Super Bowl-related activities. 8th Street on either side of the mall will also close later that week. Streets around the convention center will close the week before the game to accommodate the Super Bowl experience. The NFL theme park uh, streets for about two dozen blocks surrounding the stadium and downtown East Commons will also close completely for Super Bowl weekend. Well, that we understand when it's a week before, okay, but a month before? You know, there's got to be a great reckoning at some point, doesn't there? Uh, how how has it come to pass that that the National Football League wields this much power? That they they not only wield great financial power, but they're able to disrupt the lives of people who's who will not benefit in the least from having a Super Bowl here. Right. Conducting a day-to-day commerce a month before. Not even benefit, but they'll be severely inconvenienced by it. You missed it. Uh, You were gone. I read this paragraph. More than a million visitors are expected to cram area hotels and restaurants during Uh the lead-up to the game. Now, that's plausible. Uh, There are people with that kind of money and time Mm -hmm. in this country 
to say, you know, where is it happening this week in America? Well, it's happening in, in Minnesota. Let's go there and hang out. I guess that's plausible. I will put it this way. there. I was down in Houston last year. That's what I was uh, wondering right. uh, to ask you, if you thought there were a million people. It's hard tough to for me. say. It's, it's hard, hard to, to say. say, but I will. I will say, you you couldn't walk a block without there just being a sea of people on every corner. And I talked to a fair amount of people, and they weren't there. They were there from other parts of the country. And I would say of the of the people I talked to, at least eighty percent were not planning on attending the game. They just were there just well, to no, just to be part can't. of it. Uh, what's the capacity of this ballpark? Sixty six thousand and well, change. So you know the percentage of the million people that can right. actually get into the game is ridiculous. They can't get into the game. One so guy, you're here for the party. One guy in particular, he and his wife were there. I believe they were from South Carolina, and they go to the city that the Super Bowl's at every year, just for fun. Just <laughs> that's just what they do. Interesting. It would be too busy, too expensive. You'd want to be part of the action, but there just there'd be too much going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. And I think most of the people that would be there would be locals. Guy from Tennessee's. Okay, well, you're you're proving you're you're disproving my point when you're the South it's, Carolina it's just, people. It's just extraordinary. It might be different though, in that most of the time it's being held in a warm weather location. I am hoping for ice glaze. <laughs> well, it's extraordinary. Uh, how the how the how the National Football League has has managed to garner this much power. It's extraordinary. Right and, and who really stands to benefit? Uh, the, NFL the NFL is is, is cutting uh the NFL uh the NFL stands to benefit is what I'm trying to say. Of course. Uh and some you know, a handful of restaurants will benefit, but they probably would be full anyway. Well, right. a lot of places downtown. I have I have a friend that owns a nightclub uh, over by, kind of over near Target Center, and they're not being controlled in any way by the league. They're outside of the the radius of what the the friendship circle committee yeah, exactly, and they are going to benefit greatly from. And they would not be that busy during the week without okay. the Super Bowl being okay. here. Okay, so night spots will benefit. Treme- yeah, big time. But it's sold to the state. It's sold to the state as a great benefit to the state. Some guy that works in a tire store in Blaine is not going to benefit. Right. At all. We, we as uh, with a radio show, how do we possibly benefit? Well, there is the chance that more people will be listening to us that are in from out of town. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you own a saloon and a restaurant and a hotel... You you stand a good chance to benefit, but if you have the hotel that is getting comped, that's true. You you're know not, you're not right. you're not making money off of the league. Being then what's here. in it for the hotel I, to agree to that? Yeah, I, that that I don't know, because I'm I'm going to guess that the host committee will will have some expense in that regard. There's no way they can just I don't, well. But and I, why but, today are we closing streets? That's way too early to close what? streets. A month prior to. The streets immediately surrounding the stadium closed Tuesday. What is, you know, the Vikings are playing in two weeks at mm-hmm. home. What what are they going to do then? I don't know. And if they host the NFC Championship game, they're really going to throw a wrinkle into the planning committee. Well, and the committee has among its members people uh, who never would publicly say it, but are privately lamenting the fact that the longer the Vikings stay alive in the playoffs, 
the more it fouls up the planning. Right. right. So you've you've got a you've got a certain faction of people in Minneapolis who would just as soon not have the Vikings alive right now. This is the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my life. I said the Vikings are even going to screw up their home Super Bowl appearance. <laughs> yeah, because you know by design. Damn it! You had to be in it. Yeah, huh? right. Way to screw this one up. We can't even get that right. We can't even get the Super Bowl right. You had to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it's truly amazing. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's wonderful that people. But I don't want to be the guy who poo poos it. Uh, there's no. Wait, are we a little late for that? No, no I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm talking rather objectively. I don't want to be the. I don't want to be the stick in the mud. It, it, people are on board. They love the idea. There, we're, there's nothing for us to gain by uh, by taking the Patrick route and and hoping, I wish and hoping for, for disaster. Fleet and frozen things. Right. There's nothing to be gained for us. Uh, what 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 does stand to be gained is to try to analyze what this means and. And the extraordinary inconvenience for the people who live here all year long, so that these billionaire owners—there, I'm playing the euphorian game right there—these evil billionaire owners can come in here and be comped on virtually. Right. They'll never pick up a check. In many, they don't. They're not going to pay taxes on anything. Uh, did you note that the official car? Do you know what the official car of the Super Bowl is? Uh, uh, wait, no. Hold on. An everyday car that every man drives. The Fiat. No, a Hyundai. What? I suppose because Hyundai is the sponsor. paid the most yes. money. Yes, I, I guarantee that's why. Instead of Chevy or Ford or Chrysler. One no. thing, one thought I, that just came to me. What about like HCMC? They're right across the street from uh, the. I've got that. I've got what happens there. They're they're are they shutting her down? No, no. They're just going to have mass uh, unit? they're going to mobilize ambulances and have direct routes for them and things of that nature. Hmm. Uh, you can't shut down the damn hospital. Well, although the NFL, it's the would, NFL, the NFL right. wouldn't a heartbeat. Right. You are not allowed to have a heart attack today. No. And if you do, you have to pay us. Yeah. Right. We get a taste. If you keel over and block somebody. And inconvenience us somehow when we have this glorious Super Bowl cutting into game. our action. No skyways lead to that stadium, do they? No, I don't think no, so. No, no, no. Well, Doug, I guess, I guess we're starting today. Uh, you can be saying, you know, get ready to be inconvenienced. Quite literally, starting today. Just a moment. Got it. Now, the man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. The mystery has reared its grotesquely ugly head in Already? West Bend, Wisconsin. Already in 2018? Well, we're going to stay on the mystery. An eighth grade privilege test at a Wisconsin middle school uh, calls out straight white males, intact families, as well as people with money and without disabilities. Uh, it was given to 158th graders at a school in West Bend, Wisconsin, in December. It consisted of 55 statements participants checked off, such as, I am white, I am a man, I am heterosexual, I feel comfortable in the gender I was born in, my family and I have never lived below the poverty line, my parents are still married, I do not have any physical disabilities. Teachers at, I'm going to tell you why this is the mystery. Okay. 
Teachers at Badger Middle School in West Bend wanted to start a conversation about privilege after students read the classic book To Kill a Mockingbird, which deals with racism in the Jim Crow South, the district told WITI-TV. One parent told the station the privilege test was not age-appropriate. For a lot of children, they don't even understand what most of it means, Kim Goldman told WITI, noting that her 7th grade daughter didn't receive the test but knows all about it because of the controversy at the school. Mm. Other statements on the privilege test included, I have never tried to hide my sexuality, I've never been called a terrorist, I have never been catcalled. My child does not know what that means, and she's 13, Goldman added. This is the age they're uh, teaching it, she doesn't know what being catcalled means. All right, the parents are upset, and they don't, uh, and they're upset for the wrong reasons. Okay, the parents don't even know why they should be upset, but they don't. They don't really have it nailed down why they should be upset. This is the mystery. The mystery takes that which is the result of hard work, achievement, discipline, dedication, what have you, and says that, no, that's nothing more than happenstance. And so, therefore, uh, if you don't come from a family with an intact marriage, that merely is an unfairness. Okay. And so what does not get acknowledged is the hard work, the the uh, the resolve, the dedication, uh, the discipline. Uh, so what the mystery does, it assigns, uh, it assigns hard-earned human achievements to nothing more than whimsy. And therefore, if you if you cannot participate in it, in it, therefore you are uh, you've just been uh, treated with an unfairness. It's it's this is insidious. This is telling children that if you're a white heterosexual from an intact family, you have uh, it, it is unfair if other kids aren't. You have this huge advantage. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with whether one has an advantage or doesn't have an advantage. I've never lived in a house below the poverty line. That that And, and then so the kid next to you uh, says, well, I have lived in a house below the poverty line. Well, the kid next to you that says that, that doesn't mean anything except the kid that's never lived below the poverty line obviously is benefiting from parents who are dedicated, hardworking, achieving, disciplined, full of resolve, have their eye on the ball. And those are the dynamics, those are the virtues that are being dismissed by the mystery in an effort to bring about a country that is not the United States. So therefore, I've never been called a terrorist, as though as though it's merely unfair if some, uh, obviously they're referring to someone who might look like a Muslim. Right. Uh, it, that's unfair that that kid should be uh, thought of as a terrorist. Well, no, it isn't. That's where terrorism has been coming from. Right. Uh, it's it's a horrible, uh, horrible, horrible situation. And as frequent emailer Terry points out, who is more privileged than a bunch of union protected white teachers giving this test? <laughs> really, who That's is true. more privileged? A data than a bunch of security. union protected teachers and school administrators authorizing this BS. If we want our students to be successful when they go out into their careers in the future, they have to understand that not everyone is like them. Assistant Super Laura Jackson told the television station. Uh, Okay, here's the problem. The mystery dismisses anything that is self-achieved and would replace it with 
the idea that those achievements should be equally distributed. They can't be. You can't distribute an intact marriage. You can't distribute skin color. You can't distribute gender identification. You can't distribute who's above or below the poverty line, although the mystery would really focus on that one. Right. You can't distribute physical disabilities. But the mystery would have these kids, these 7th and 8th graders in West Bend, Wisconsin, the mystery would have them believe that, uh, you know, Johnny with a deformed leg, let's say, okay. that that is merely an unfairness, and you uh, you should have had, you should at least have had an equal shot at having the, uh, having the deformed leg. No. You might have some other problem in your life, but you just didn't happen to have a deformed leg. Right. Uh, the mystery is is vicious. Uh, it's insidious, and as I uh, as uh, as we have said, who is more privileged to point this out than a bunch of uh, data privacy act protected union protected school teachers and school administrators and superintendents in West Bend, Wisconsin? And not even one question on here about the Packers. <laughs> I feel comfortable in the gender I was born in, as though you might not, as though you shouldn't. Because somebody else might not. This is this is what the mystery is. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. The mystery takes the mystery takes achievement and turns it into capriciousness. The mystery takes that which has been earned and would devalue it. That's what the mystery does in order to bring about a country because that's that not gains the United privilege States. Privilege or advantage. Mm-hmm. The mere, fact, the mere fact that a kid might be comfortable uh, in his or uh, her own gender, uh, the mystery would assign to that child privilege. It's not privilege at all. It's, it has nothing to do with privilege. It's that child being comfortable in his, his or her own gender. It has nothing to do with privilege. I don't want to live Because the same people will tell you that a child uh, who identifies uh with a different gender is just as equal and valuable. Then why why is the person comfortable with their gender privileged? They can't have it both ways. No. But they're going to try. <clears throat> I never doubted my parents' acceptance of my sexuality. Okay? Uh, many parents of gay children don't they do accept their children's sexuality. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Right. Nothing. Right. Top, nothing you can do anyway. Uh, I am always, com- I, I have never tried to hide my sexuality. I have never been told that I sound white. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. Well, maybe it's something like this. The mystery is a foul, foul creature. It yes, is it must- is, Joe, indeed. <laughs> Yes. And, and it must be defeated. Uh-huh. It has to be defeated. For well, this you're doing your part. Yeah, well, let's just wait and see. Why don't no, we wait. be back shortly? Let's just see what happens. Yeah, that's the theme, isn't it? Yeah. Commencing garage logic segment number eight. Turn our attention to the uh, newsroom with the John Hype. 
news experience. Okay. It's cloudy and 12 degrees. Timberwolves win again last night. When you, when you, when something is is out of the ordinary for you, or you're not sure, routine, you, it breaks a routine. It breaks a routine. It really does. You are, to your credit, you have a routine, uh-huh. and that's that's what you're just sticking. Got us with. this far, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm not ripping. Yeah. And even the last week and a half, there hasn't been much routine. But you're still into that routine. Right. He's into the right. routine. Right. It throws him off that there was no routine for the routine. How long is Royce off? Till Monday. Till Monday. Till Monday. He's back on Monday. Well, how the hell did that happen? I think he find, and he's the only one here that gets more vacation than you. Apparently. Kenny. Well, apparently. What he's do you mean, kid. how did it happen? I mean, he, he, he's he been in, well, I, I think we've said this. He's in. He's been at the Royce Estate in mm-hmm. the fort yeah. for the holidays. Uh-huh. Yes. I still am pleading for an ice storm. I know you are. Yes, sir. Timberwolves beat the Lakers 114-96 yesterday. Wolves 24-14 now have the fourth-best record in the Western Conference. The Wild in Florida tonight at the Excel Energy Center. Zach Parisi makes his season debut. He's missed the first part of the season, of course, after having back surgery. I wish I could be excited about that. What do you uh, What do you see for the I, future? I just... fear for uh, any pro athlete with a back problem. I would agree with you. Especially hockey. Mm-hmm. Three golfers who recently finished up their senior seasons, defensive back Adekunle Ayindi, running back Kobe McCrary, and tight end Nate Wozniak will take part in the College Gridiron Showcase. Runs through January 10th in Addison, Texas. Starts this Saturday. It provides exposure and education for top college seniors. The players are selected by a panel of football experts, and they're evaluated there by professional scouts from the NFL and the Canadian Football League. News notes from today, Al Franken officially resigning as United States Senator at noon today in a letter addressed to Governor Mark Dayton. Letter reads, I write to resign my seat as a United States Senator for the state of Minnesota, effective at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, January 2nd, 2018. Serving the state of Minnesota in the U.S. Senate has been a privilege and an honor. I'm grateful to Minnesotans for giving me the chance to serve our state and our nation, and I'm proud to have worked on their behalf. Franken announcing his intent to resign on December 7th amid multiple allegations of inappropriate conduct. In his resignation speech, Franken said he plans to remain vocal about policy issues. He said, I may be resigning my seat, but I'm not giving up my voice. His official resignation today sets the stage for Tina Smith to take over the seat. Dayton had announced the appointment of his lieutenant governor to Franken's Senate seat six days after Franken's announcement. She will be officially sworn in on Wednesday. A Ramsey County court judge. I'm, I'm Johnny. I'm sorry to interrupt, uh-huh. but did we ever clear up um, her replacement? Not yet. Fishbach? No. Yet. So probably okay. going to end up in the courts. Okay. From what I understand, because I was—I uh, don't know if you guys know—but I was in a in a cave. I was away for about a week, Were you? doing absolutely nothing mm-hmm. except and, you know cooking. What? And cooking. I was cooking, and it felt really good. A Ramsey County court judge was I mean, really good. <laughs> how long did you go? Maybe you know, I I don't know how. How often would you go between showers during that week? You know what? I don't even know if I showered. I just sat in my pajamas. I lived the life of a pathetic... I, I would hate to live that life forever, but I sat around in my pajamas, and it was okay to, you know, day drink you, every once in a while. Why don't you go outside and do something? Go for a walk. Ah, too cold. Mm-hmm. It just really... Oh. Well, Ramsey County... Sad life. Did Dad change his clothes today? No, no. Stay away from Dad. <laughs> the world is not level. And what is it? The earth is uneven. Yes.
A Ramsey County court judge arrested by St. Paul Police early New Year's Day. He faces DWI and other charges. Court records show Judge G. Tony Otwal is facing two gross misdemeanor counts of DWI, a misdemeanor charge of careless driving, and a petty misdemeanor charge of failure to observe a stop sign. According to his biography, the 43-year-old Otwal was appointed to his position by Governor Dayton in May of 2016. Bo Berenson, the Director of Communications and Public Affairs for the Minnesota Judicial Branch, said Supreme Court Justice Laureus Gildia has signed an order assigning a Hennepin County Court judge to that case. Beyond that, he said, Minnesota's Code of Judicial Conduct prohibits further comment on the matter. North Korea appears to be in the early stages of a launch cycle for another intercontinental ballistic missile test, according to sources. Meanwhile, South Korea today offered high-level talks with its rival to find ways to cooperate on next month's Winter Olympics in the South. The missile activity is at the same location just north of Pyongyang, where an ICBM test occurred in November. If there is a test, it would likely take place later this week or next. Seoul's quick Olympic proposal follows a rare reapproachment overture from the North yesterday, the North offering the possibility of better ties after year that saw a nuclear standoff increase fear of war on the Korean Peninsula. Doesn't he, uh, didn't the little guy put the big clown button on his desk? The he big said, yeah. nuclear clown button that he can hit at any time? So it's now on his desk, so yep. it's right there at yep. his fingertips. I just found a video uh, from the Giants-Redskins game New Year's Eve day. Uh, Why would you be looking for that? It was just it was just uh, on social media. Uh-huh. The sideline <laughs> reporter for Fox, she's got the cup of water to kind of tell the audience how cold oh it is. Oh god. And she t- turns it upside down and it all comes spilling out in a top of her jacket. Yeah. So proving she nothing. Was proving say. absolutely nothing yeah. that it's really not that cold out. <laughs> oh, that stuff is great. The Amazon <laughs> Prime number for 2017 was 5 billion. The company said it shipped more than 5 billion items via its Prime service in 2017. Uh, Prime costs $99 a year or $10.99 a month. It provides members with free two-day shipping on eligible purchases in the U.S., as well as unlimited streaming of movies and TV shows with Prime Video, among other benefits. More new paid members joined Prime this year than any other year. Amazon Prime Vice President Greg Greeley said in a statement, adding members used digital benefits like Prime Video, Prime Music, and Prime Reading more than ever before. Uh, They said they had their biggest holiday season, too. They brought in more than 4 million people starting free trials of Prime or buying memberships in a single week in December. I'd like to have a cardboard-free month this month. Just a cardboard-free month. A lot of uh, of stuff. I I don't want much out of life. That's all I want. Yeah. A cardboard free Just life. No cardboard to cut up, rip up. A cardboard up. free month. That's all I want. Okay. That's all I want. Fair enough. Yeah. You know what? I will not give you any cardboard Thank this you. month. Thank you. <laughs> what if there's that really nice big one that holds the cups that you like for the garage floor? I take a nice piece of cardboard yeah, every once in a while. I know you do. Yeah. Like how you inspect it too. Like yeah. it's any different than the other yeah. boxes. That's dummy. Like any give me the cardboard. None of you your vehicles have oil leaks. Are you kidding? Except the British ones. Yeah. Well, there you are. Gotcha. Gotcha. They like to mark their place. Yep. I was here. Mm -hmm. Former Minnesotan, Fox News Channel anchor, and 1989 Miss America Gretchen Carlson has been named chairwoman of the Miss America Organization's Board of Directors. Three other past pageant winners will join her on the board. 
That new leadership comes less than two weeks after leaked emails surfaced showing CEO Sam Haskell and others disparaging the appearance, intellect, and sex lives of former Miss Americas. Haskell resigned December 23rd along with two other top leaders. The selection of the Anoka native marks the first time a former pageant winner has served as the leader of the nearly 100-year-old organization. The organization also announced the appointments of three other past Miss Americas, 2012 winner Laura Kepler-Fleiss, 2000 winner Heather French-Henry, and Kate Schindel, who won in 1998 and now serves as president of the Actors' Equity Association. The appointments take effect immediately, uh, as does Carlson. That's one thing I didn't understand. I'm sorry to interrupt, John, but the... Um that controversy of a, a former Miss America's sex life, who who cares? I have no idea. I remember when when Miss America was a big deal, and now I don't even know. It's it's faded a little bit. When it's it watered is, down. or what it is, or down. who it is. Well, the or, current uh, Miss America, it's a big deal in North Dakota because she's from North Dakota. Well, we so. love her. She's yeah. she's fancy. Big deal back in my home state. Yeah. Right. Is she from Bismarck? She is from Bismarck. I'll yes. be damned. Did you know her, John? Dave Dahl's next. <laughs> You learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. You probably heard this already, Joe, but the end of uh, 2017, that last week, that last seven days, the yes. second coldest in record recorded history in the Twin Cities. Really? Yeah, we averaged, uh, the average seven-day temperature was minus, let's see, minus 4.7 degrees. It's been nippy. Yeah, it's been definitely cold, but... A little bit of a warm-up today, 12 above, and people are taking off their heavy coats. It's uh, it's quite a change from what we've been used to. Evening snow showers, though. There's a band of snow about an hour and a half to two hours away. It's only going to last about an hour as it moves through fairly quickly. It will coat the roads and, and definitely slow down the evening commute, so be aware of that. It's going to take you a little longer to get home. Two below for the overnight low tonight, wind chills of 10 to 20 degrees below zero. Tomorrow's high is 6 above, and then tomorrow night down to 10 below. Mostly sunny and cold on Thursday, three above, four above on Friday for the high. And then it warms up into the teens Saturday. There's some snow developing on Sunday with 28 for the high, almost getting up to a thaw on Sunday. Temperatures stay in the teens and 20s next week with some more light snow and flurries, it looks like, on and off next week. So um, once that warmer air gets here, a little bit of light snow, especially on Sunday. We're going to have our own little band of snow move through this afternoon, Joe, and again, slowing down that afternoon commute. Right now we're at 12 above, and I have the records for the day. January 2nd. 45 on this date. 45. Two years. 1897. 1897. And 1998. 1998. And then 36 degrees below zero. Coldest. Let me guess the year. 36 below. Yep. Uh, 77, 1977? 72 was oh. a cold year, but uh, this was way back in 1885. 1885. So you have to go back to 1885. All right, thank you. Thank you, Joe. I bring this up with some hesitation. But I have a theory. Uh, the the most conventional of our news gatherers would shy away from UFO stories. Uh, yes, because probably. Because it tends to, uh, oh, they, they can't lower themselves uh, uh, to the idea that that's something discussed by the great... Greek chorus of the unwashed, right. and they're above that. Mm -hmm. uh, Fox News, I would consider uh, a conventional news gathering source, but they have a piece today. It's about uh, a fighter pilot who chased a UFO and has urged world leaders to take the threat of aliens seriously. Now, I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't 
bring this up if it was a fisherman sitting on a pier in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Okay, yep, but it's a fighter pilot. Yeah, a little more street crap. And he has detailed specifically what what he engaged himself in. I find this stuff fascinating. Uh, retired U.S. Navy pilot commander David Fravor spoke out in support of ex-U.S. government intelligence officer Louis Elizondo who last week revealed he ran a real-life X-Files UFO research department at the Pentagon named the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, funded by $22 million black ops money from Congress. Hmm. Sounds very hush-hush. Elizondo secured the release of previously classified U.S. Defense Department videos of UFO encounters, one of which shows the craft... Fravor saw darting off at an incredible speed. Commander Fravor. He's a commander. Mm -hmm. This isn't a talk show host. Right, he's been through some stuff. This isn't Art Bell. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Fravor, 53, was flying one of two fighter jets on a routine training mission about 100 miles above the Pacific off San Diego. Okay. When he was diverted to check out an aircraft spotted on radar from near their Navy, from... From there, uh, the radar was on their Navy cruiser, the USS Princeton. The operations operator said they had been tracking up to a dozen mysterious aircraft over two weeks, but hadn't managed, uh, but hadn't manned planes deployed when they showed up. The object first appeared at eighty thousand feet, then hurled towards the sea, stopping at twenty thousand feet and hovering before dropping off radar. Interesting. All right. The Pentagon spent $22 million on the investigation. Uh, when Commander Fravor arrived, he saw a white aircraft hovering 50 feet above a disturbance in the ocean. This is a commander 50 feet? now. Yeah. He said it was just moving randomly, about 40 feet long. It was like a white tic-tac with no wings. Hmm. All right. It was a clear day with a blue-black ground background, and it was perfectly white. We didn't see any windows, no form of propulsion, nothing, just a white object. Interesting. All right. So they, they couldn't see any jet propulsion, blades, anything what, like that. That's what he said. Okay. It was rounded on both ends and had a cylindrical body with uh, which rounded in, same front to back. I couldn't tell what it was made of. It was bright white, but it wasn't reflecting light. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That would freak you out. No, I, I would like to think I'd be like this Commander Fravor. I'd be fascinated. What mm. the hell is this thing? Fravor flew towards it, and the aircraft began descending towards him, passing him at about 12,000 feet. He thinks he got within a half mile of it. Mm. He said, I literally chased the thing, and it started to mirror us. It was like it became aware we were there. I cut across to see if I could get closer, and it rapidly accelerated and disappeared. Within a matter of seconds, it was gone. Don't you find that it, 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 the least bit interesting? I find it very interesting. What um, about the director of social media? Well, we, were just, we just got a bulletin. What? We just got a bulletin. Um, according to Terry, screw me up, that was you? Joe leaving the KSTP parking lot on a Friday at <laughs> 3 o'clock. So we got a little thrown off by that. That's so now we we understand. But yes, I do find it. It is. If, if I was that pilot, I would be intrigued by that too, and I would want to get closer. And well, for the skeptics out there, you always say, "Okay, well, what does this guy stand to gain?" Well, and gonna, I don't. I'm going to tell you. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Asked what was going through his mind, he said, I was thinking, this is strange. In 16 years of flying, I had never been seen anything like that. Nothing that can hover and climb at that rate and accelerate and just disappear. I was more curious than afraid. I wanted to see how close I could get to it to see what it was. The two fighter jets were told to head to a rendezvous point 20, uh, 60 miles away. However, the radio operator on the Princeton then radioed and said the mystery aircraft had turned up before them. At this point, another aircraft was sent to investigate and recorded radar footage of the aircraft. The 90-second video shows the oblong-shaped object hovering before it darts off to the left at what appears to be an unprecedented velocity. Mm -mm -mm. Fravor said it jammed the radar. You couldn't lock it with a conventional radar. You could passively track it and see it, but if you tried to grab uh, a lock to it, it wouldn't allow you to do that. When it takes off and goes to the side, that's a significant amount of distance to travel in a very short period. We're talking miles. That thing just goes poof, and in a second, it's off to the side of the screen. Okay, I would be intrigued. So it's, it's moving. It's moving at willy at willfully. Right. It, it sounds like it can just do whatever it wants to do. Right. Right, and they don't know how it's being. You know, it's a mystery. They don't know how it's moving. You look at the video of it, and there's no exhaust flume. There's no indication of how the thing is moving around. Having seen a lot of different airplanes, you can always at least uh, uh, identify hot spots where the exhaust is coming out. I was close enough visually to go, we don't have anything like that. Really? Really? <laughs> is that what you're doing to me? <laughs> The X-Files, tonight on CBS. He insisted the object was alien in origin. He said, I don't know what I saw. It was impressive. It had incredible performance. Obviously, I wasn't in a hostile act with it. You'd have your hands full if you were. I honestly don't think humans have that technology to do what that thing did. Nor could the human body withstand accelerations like that. It's an incredible technology to be able to go up to space and back down and hang over the water. Man. Uh, well, it, you know what? It sure as heck doesn't sound like it was a weather balloon. We're wrapping up Garage Logic, and we've got uh, Sports Talk next with Myron and Suchi Boy. Stick around. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.